0: brothers and sisters how are y'all today i pretty good so today is the last session for this uh, term on this uh, duration uh, we will take a two weeks break then after the two weeks break we will come back yeah. uh, to continue uh, are how much when did we start uh? in October around October yeah so it's been almost coming to almost five months yeah so uh, yeah Five months old Bodhisattva. <laughs> yeah, five months old Bodhisattva. On. that's so nice to hear. <laughs> oh, I didn't live this life for nothing. My life was not in vain. If, to have uh, planted, uh, assisted in your planting the seeds of bodhicitta then uh, this human life was not wasted was not uh, in vain push <laughs> uh, it's so let's continue uh, so last week we stopped at uh, verse 5 yeah uh, Huh? You know we stop at five, huh? We finish five, huh? yeah You can see the cross, cross here. Yeah, don't assume the. <laughs> so, uh, I've covered the the verse. Um, any questions? About the previous verses. Any questions? Hmm. So, did y'all manage to do the homework? Hmm. Who didn't do homework? <coughs> ah, last day of Ta <laughs> Piku. Uh, nowadays, talk about Rin yeah <laughs> yeah. Hmm. any anything to share for the homework besides the original homework i gave another homework right was there another homework what was the second homework besides the first one the first one was to to try to help people yeah uh, and then to note it down and then to do reflection and the second one uh, uh to to do purification, repentance. Yeah? That uh, was no do? Okay. So not non-repentful. <laughs> <laughs> non recalcitrant I don't know what to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> Which topic to Which topic to pick Yeah. Uh you, cultivation can be quite interesting and quite exciting think about it now nah. uh, did I tell you about the getting things done about the no apparently not maybe not in this class so uh, a friend of mine an ex colleague Yonghee so he shared with me about getting things done yeah in short it's called GTD Yeah, GTD. Yeah, getting things done. Yeah, can you all see? Oh, it looks very clear. This is, you know what operating system this is? This is, uh, this is Ubuntu. Yeah, advertise a bit. Uh, Nothing to advertise. Ubuntu doesn't belong to me, it's a free software. Yeah, but. uh, I've been using it for many years. It's actually quite useful. so getting things done uh, it's a very simple framework yeah and I think for many people, it can actually not just help you get things done but help you look at your life differently i'm not uh, I'm not a, an expert in this framework <clears throat> yeah but let me just share a you in brief. And then we can see perhaps how it applies to our spiritual practices. So, the gist of it is something very simple. It's about asking yourself a question uh, Can you do it in two minutes? Can it be done in two minutes? Yeah. As simple as that. Hmm. Yeah. Can you remember this? Huh? Cannot remember. No, as in like now I tell you, can you remember this tomorrow? Can Okay. Well for a while I got a bit of a shock. Yeah, this line cannot remember (laughs) Uh, Give me a minute, uh. let me just customize something. The keyboard, the full screen. So, what is this thing about? Can it be done in two minutes? Um, it is basically asking yourself a simple question. If you encounter something, can it be done in two minutes? If it can be done in two minutes, then just do it. Don't have to wait for tomorrow to do it. Yeah, make sense? Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, hey, "Okay, that's 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 quite interesting." Yeah so the whole idea is that I'm um, gonna okay control oh, I'm trying to change something here uh, to change it into full screen hang on now. let me just do this one time and okay So, so, can it be done in two minutes? If yes, do it. If it's no, can it be simplified? Okay. if it's no then you ask yourself a a next question can it be simplified okay then after that if yes do it (laughs) then if no then okay write down uh, what is required me let me maybe explain what does it mean by can it be simplified Uh, maybe I should say can it be broken down Hmm. yeah if it can be broken down then break it down if it cannot be broken down then write down what is required for it to be done then when you break it down each of the items ask yourself the same question can it be done in two minutes yeah so that your, your list of items only consists of things that can be done in two minutes, which you will do immediately, or things that need other people to help. Yeah? That is more complex than two minutes. Yeah. Prior to this is to write down a list of things to do. Yeah. I've when when my friend young he shared this with me I thought it's very interesting uh, in many talks I've shared with people before also about taking stock of their life and then asking yourself if you have if you think about it uh, the active part of our life yeah We can probably have about 40 years of active uh, uh, active life yeah yeah now that's just an average okay don't come and ask me like sufu sure not is it exactly 40 or is it 41 or 39 yeah where did I get 40 from I consider that before 25 most people are studying or just trying to learn things yeah or maybe even before 30 yeah 20 to 25 you're still trying to learn and figure things out when you really kind of have the ability to get things concrete that uh, get done things that are concrete maybe close to 30 yeah before that you're still just figuring things out so from 30 to about 60 yeah you have about 40 years Oh, no, up to 70 actually hmm. now 70 onwards uh, not suggesting that once you hit 70 you cannot do anything but you probably don't want to wait until 70 years old to do what you want to do isn't it yeah so then I ask myself how long does something that is uh, concrete how long does it take to do something concrete yeah then I throw in a ballpark number one year yeah, something that is sizable that is uh, what you want and it, it is meaningful may take between maybe six months to a year if it's too long then it's easy to lose track of what you're trying to do yeah uh, too short uh, you can still write it down Yeah, uh, but I choose one year uh, as a benchmark and so then I ask some students that being the case effectively uh, you we probably only can do 40 meaningful things big meaningful things or then uh, before I share with them the reason why I came out with this idea or I, I I reflected about myself I was going to the toilet from the uh, from the office in coming Sun and I was thinking about the, the few projects that the teams were working on. And I was thinking through about how long it takes for them to do a project. And how long it takes for me to do a project. And then I, I, I thought, huh, anything that is meaningful that I've done so far, um, to get it started, maybe take me a, the shortest a coding project, maybe three days, five days, I get the first out. But then to do something more elaborate maybe take longer then I thought about it hey since I have limited lifespan and I was thinking in a very unspiritual way honestly I was thinking how many pieces of code unique code can I write in my whole life yeah and I thought if regardless of how many, how my, how many hours or days I take to write a piece of code it it basically means that because I have a finite life I've I can only write a finite number of apps in my whole life <clears throat> simply put so then from there I reflected further and I thought what if each program that I write each app that I write takes about a year and if I if all I do is write apps if a person all he does is write apps then he can effectively write maybe about 40 apps, and that's how from there I came out with this number 40. And then I asked myself, but well, most people don't write, spend their time writing apps, yeah. They may want to do other things that's more meaningful to them, and it, the, the same principle may still apply, yeah. But then as I talked to people, I realized that we don't have 43 years, you know because we already spend eight hours ten hours or some even 12 hours of our life at work now work is not something that is not meaningful it is meaningful Yeah, it helps to keep us uh, help us with our upkeep yeah pay the bills um, get things that we need yeah? help our loved ones achieve their goals and so on yeah, but besides that, is there anything else we want to do? So if you take away the 10 hours per day, we have effectively maybe about six hours of wakeful time per day, yeah, on average, six hours. So six hours, even if you count that as a full day, when actually it's not, then you realize that you may have the chance to do only less than forty things yeah for me as I share more with people it became even more stuck and apparent
1: and it got me really
0: excited why because suddenly I don't have tomorrow or next year to 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 think what I want to do (laughs) suddenly becomes very exciting because it is like instead of writing a a very long report that you know in the university we have this FYP final year uh, report yeah uh, final project and we had to write a report and it just takes forever it's, it feels like oh, there's no end to it, you know. but now it, when you look at it your life this way then it becomes very finite and becomes very exciting because then you can really ask yourself okay imagine yourself at the end of your life yeah, assuming that we all live up to 80 80 plus what is the thing you want to be known for when you are uh, in your final year for example or final days yeah when you sit down there or lie down there and people kind of visit you you know what do you want to tell them that yeah well, don't cry you know i know i'm going but yeah in this life i've done 40 things yeah in this life i've done only 30 things in this life i've done 100 things i don't know each of us may do different number of things or maybe we may say in my life i've only done one thing yeah, bring up my children Yeah, I always tell my parents like, in particular my mom she always say I'm very st- that not not I'm very stupid. she always say that she's very stupid yeah she didn't accomplish anything I say no 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 don't look at yourself this way I say you brought up four children in very difficult situation and circumstances nothing to be ashamed of it is something that you should be proud to tell people yeah I did that you know And that's why in parents class when I when I have some parents introduce themselves they will say oh I'm so-and-so and and I'm working as a what what what." but whenever it's housewife they will say something like that hello my name is so-and-so I'm just a housewife just a housewife and oftentimes I'll correct them I said no don't say that you are just a housewife don't say that in the whole world all the professions they produce something that lasts for a while yeah just a while but housewives parents you all in a way produce something also but your your effort leaves the mark in a person in a bunch of little people and stays with them for the rest of their life so don't ever think little of your contribution now then in in respect to our life, yeah as a whole, yeah uh, to me, this is just one application of that yeah this getting things done <clears throat> oops mm, getting things done, yeah this in conjunction with 40 things in our life yeah i wrote an article in my blog you can go and search for it inside buddhavachana Yeah, you can search 40 things in our life and then you will see this article yeah so when we talk about the the exercise from last week about doing uh, reflection and repentance um, it can be one of the things to do yeah so if you just write down what are the things that uh, you regret mm. now it may not be something that is nicer yeah for us to think about it mm. but uh, yeah, if we can just write it down and then ask ourselves, okay, have we cleaned this up? Yeah, and if you have, wow, good. Yeah, and let's say you have ten things that you regret in your life, and you clear each one. Maybe after the first round, you clear five, five left. It hey, that's 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 good, isn't it? Huh? mm that's nothing to for us to feel bad about yeah. has anyone is there anyone in this class who has never done anything that is regretful you see ah, so don't worry all of us have something to regret yeah uh, yeah so also. university time I regret not studying harder yeah Uh, but in a way I don't regret (laughs) you know why because uh, because of the way I studied I made a lot of mistakes in school and because of those mistakes I have a lot of stories to tell if I had studied and then just did okay throughout then my my uni days is uneventful you know there are no ups and downs so in a way I don't regret that so try out the exercise use this as a framework that for you to try out first write down a list of things to do and you don't have to prioritize it yeah so no prioritization and then run through it and ask yourself the question can it be done in two minutes if it can be done in two minutes just go and do it yeah and for start those that cannot be done you just skip it first so that way you clear your list and strike out those that can be done in two minutes then after that you go back to the list again and ask yourself okay if it cannot be done in two minutes can it be simplified yeah can it be broken down? Yeah. So breaking down means that uh to list out the individual steps required to achieve that that goal. Yeah. I've you'd be surprised when many people come to see me for counseling. I don't just say, okay, uh, 天相, huh? then kneel down, uh, 四父年大背作, huh? spiritual counseling, uh <laughs> oh, no, Sifu don't do this actually. So sometimes some students when they come and see me for counselling, they get disappointed. Because they expect Sifu to just do some chanting, holy water, then or then everything itself, you know. But usually I spend at least half an hour to an hour talking talking to them first. Not because Sifu like to talk. <laughs> although I don't mind talking. Uh, but it's to do some fact-finding. To remove all the the most obvious uh, reasons why they're having the problem. Mm. Yeah, and many times I find that the, for many of them, when I run through some of these steps and questions, then they, it helps them to have a clearer picture of what they are really facing. Yeah, and oftentimes it's not what they think. Also try to out, out the exercise. Okay, uh, I'm going to switch to the the text. Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. Ramblings of a monk. Yes. Uh? Ah. Ah. Oh there's one in two zero one three okay uh, there there's another article called uh 40 things in our life uh, but if you can find the getting things done, you can take a look at that also hmm. so uh from the text verse six. Take a look at verse six. Kwang yeah, the that means to turn up uh, for the for the meal Wu yeah. her So, uh, so previously there's the mention about how, if a person were to evoke the bodhicitta, bodhicitta is not actually about ourselves. Yeah, uh, the practices in Buddhism. There's some part that is about ourselves, uh, but there's a lot of the practices that's not just about ourselves. Take for example, observing the precepts. That's very fundamental fundamental throughout all the traditions including the uh, Theravadan tradition most people look at it as a very personal practice but even the five precepts in particular the first four of the five precepts is actually not a it's not just about ourselves it's about how we relate to others we associate and interact with others that as we interact with others regardless of whatever reason we do not harm them we do not harm them to the extent of not killing them not taking from them their possessions not taking advantage of them yeah through sexual misconduct and not deceiving them and so the precepts is uh, is a promise actually, yeah? A promise towards all sentient beings. Because in Buddhism, when you observe the precepts, you notice that they never specify which sentient being. It never say padam uh, samadhiyami, and then one more part, adding friends and family. Yeah. In it is not about saying I abstain. I undertake the precepts to abstain from killing my friends and family. Uh, no, no mention about that, why? Because the target audience is all sentient beings. Similar for stealing. Yeah, it's not. I undertake the precept to abstain from stealing from people I know. Ah uh, no, even people that you don't know, you no, know, you don't steal from them. The same applies for sexual misconduct and for lying. So, if you consider, uh, these are uh, the fundamental precepts that is common to the Sravaka. So, then much more the Bodhisattva vow. Yeah, much more the Bodhisattva vow. So, kwang Zong Shen Wu Sang So, this is like a metaphor then this. Uh, further uh, if one were to invite sentient beings to come and attend uh, uh, a grand dinner the dinner of unsurpassed uh, uh, peace and bliss and happiness Uh, in other words therefore is this this is a metaphor for uh, attaining liberation enlightenment uh, have y'all received the the WhatsApp message to go for this 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 dinner? <laughs> huh? uh, oh, by the way, in September there's a lunch for Buddhist fe- Library. A Buddhist Library is having this uh, 35th anniversary. Yeah, 35th anniversary lunch. Uh, nine of September. Yes, nine of September. Uh, so for those who are interested, you can go to the counter, yeah, uh, and tell them uh, uh, the 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 purchase code is VCG. No, no, no such thing. <laughs> I don't get a cut. Uh. This is uh, whoever go and get a card <laughs> yah already get a cut yeah this is purely for Buddhist library uh, organized by the Buddhist library and this is among the different programs that there are very little you notice that Buddhist library has Dhamma classes throughout the whole year retreats but very little fundraising projects yeah uh, so uh, this is A way for the Buddhist library to invite all the past students existing students devotees to come together in celebration of Buddhist education the library you know that the temple in a library I remember Bhante mentioning this that this is not a library in a temple this is a temple in a library so, um, when the bodhisattva makes make the vow to attain Buddhahood, to attain Buddhahood, in order to liberate all sentient beings, uh, the Buddhas don't say, "Okay, I attain uh, attain Buddhahood, and I'm gonna just liberate uh, uh, just the few of you, huh? The rest, sorry, huh?" first come, first of all. The rest, uh, you let me know, I screen through. Yeah. <clears throat> when the Buddha attain enlightenment, the enlightenment is for all. Yeah, it's for all. Uh, in the Heart Sutra class the the very model or the framework of Buddhahood is explored in full detail. Yeah. Buddhahood is in fact Not something that is done just by the Buddha himself Mm. he says like what uh, Bhante Dhammarathana mentioned about uh, the rope offering Mm. have you ever attended a rope offering before yeah if you have attended the one that Bhante Dhammarathana organized here you he will very often mention about this about how rope offering it's not just about the monks. Yeah? It has to be co- uh, conducted by two parties. The Sangha and the lay community. Yeah. If you think carefully, many things in this world, we only, we only think of the doer or the recipient. So we tend to think that only one party is required. But many, many activities, many actions need two parties to be involved and so even Buddhahood requires two parties one is the Buddha the other one is a sentient being for a person to be a teacher it's not just about this person going to NIE and get a diploma or degree you know nowadays you cannot just get diploma you must get a degree yeah you must have students just recently, some schools have to re-out, right? Yeah, they have closed some schools because there's not not enough students in some some of the towns. Then they form up new schools. What happened to the teachers? They are still teachers, but they cannot function as teachers. Yeah. Mothers, are mothers by yourself? Mothers? No, without children, you are not mother. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal, uh, but. It's not independently existing yeah so when the bodhisattva makes the vow it is not by himself it's not in isolation it's with with respect with regards to all sentient beings so when he makes the vow to attain the unsurpassed perfect enlightenment he is actually sending out an invitation to all sentient beings in due time yeah in due time I will attain Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi come come and learn come and rejoice in this those with little dust in the eyes may come Yeah. and then from there the Bodhisattva must put in the time and effort to to, to fulfill that the invitation yeah? just as if you if you send out invitation to to invite people for lunch or dinner, then after you don't do anything, <laughs> then everybody will turn up. Then no food. Oh, it's a lot, Le yen So, <clears throat> so uh, further, if you if a person were to invite sentient beings, yeah, to come and attend such a auspicious dinner, the dinner of liberation. Mm. Yeah, unsurpassed uh, uh, peace and happiness yeah, which is Nibbana but then later on after sending out the invite later decide too troublesome or for whatever reasons you say I don't, I don't want to do it then yun he shen shan so previously i've mentioned to you all before in her in her is uh there's a few different meaning contextual yeah uh, in this case is uh, how can one yeah in her sense how can one be born in uh, uh wholesome yeah in a good destination mm. so here referring to the buddhist sattvas, yeah that the Buddhist if you if you are a Buddhistator and then you forsake forsake this task yeah yeah your, your goal the Buddhist path then you expect to still be born in a happy place mm. yeah, so this is asking a question huh your dressing so so having asked all those questions then here it says yourren dressing now if there's someone who actually give up relinquish yeah relinquish dressing dressing this the the mind yeah bodhicitta is literally dressing yeah Bodhi awakening mind yeah. the intent to uh, attain enlightenment usually we translate as puti singh yeah fa puti singh bodhicitta so in this case uh if we look at the the usual translation as puti singh puti is the transliteration of bodhi yeah chitta is heart so we, we translate it as sing but here they translate even the word body mm. because body means to awaken so they use the word jue. Yeah. <coughs> so uh, in other words if a person were to forsake bodhicitta to give up on the Buddhist path Yeah. you notice that this text is very interesting keep talking about giving up huh? <laughs> why because it's really easy to give up sometimes you just feel so disheartened <laughs> you really feel like yeah. why waste the time on all these people why go through all this trouble yeah so if such a case but still the person is able to attain to the fruit of liberation yeah hey how is this possible yeah how is this possible if a person after evoking bodhicitta in front it says all those things then here it says if a person were to forsake bodhicitta yeah relinquish that abandon it yeah Sir, so the words uh, this word, ah, huh? mm. uh, we usually use it to to denote equanimity, mm. and when we talk about equanimity, then it is actually ping ten sir. Yeah. So um, in equanimity, why is it called sir? It's because if you are able to treat everything equanimously. Then you will not be hankering after one over the other. So in that sense, you are relinquishing your hankering, yeah, yeah. Because you are not. You are no longer. Before that, you are. Ah, oh, this one is good. That oh, one is bad. Then now you abandon this, yeah. So in that way, you become uh, uh, free of all this, yeah. So here. Um, it is that you abandon the mind, the wish, the intent to practice towards Buddhahood. Yeah. So how can this person still attain enlightenment? pan So this bi this ye uh is the Chinese translation for karma. Yeah, karma mm. yet yeah. karma and it means action and in this case what is the action is referring to this yeah this whole thing yeah. That a person after forsaking bodhisattva can still attain enlightenment oh such a to such a feat such a fit is inconceivable hard to fathom hard to figure out wow yeah so it refers to the the knowing the knowledge of the Buddha uh, only Buddha can figure out why this is so yeah he uh, can figure out I hope none of you want to give up huh? belly started don't give up <laughs> yeah, so when you uh, go back and do the exercise last week was write down the things that you regret right yeah from the things that you regret then you can also consider so the purification is not just about oh pray to the Buddha, bow down, bow down, and then make aspiration. Uh, then, but from the aspiration, it can point to ah things that you want to do. Yeah, instead of what you have done. Uh, or things that you want to do instead. So I ever thought about this, for for some religion. Uh, to be considered faithful they must at least go for a pilgrimage how many times you know in a life in Buddhism uh, there's actually no not really such a uh, requirement given yeah the Buddha in the Parinibbana Sutta did mention about how those who are faithful uh, can visit the four sites uh, and from there, they can strengthen their faith, yeah, their faith. But there's no requirement in the cultivation path to go and do this. Yeah, think about it: noble eightfold path, right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. Yeah, and okay. down. never mentioned about thousand <laughs> number nine or oh, go for pilgrimage no no such a thing or you may some people may say oh right effort uh, put in effort then you must go on pilgrimage. No, the Buddha never say about going on pilgrimage. He say well, if a person were to go, he can strengthen his faith so Although I have brought people on some kind of pilgrimage before, but some students when they consult me, uh, I will advise them this I will say uh When you go to see the four different sites, do you all know about the the four different places there 's also mentioned about eight yeah, but in the sutra there 's only mention about four uh, can, do you all know the first four uh, you, you know about it you maybe you can share i uh, don 't know how huh? anybody heard about the eight places or four places who don 't know about the four places? Ah, oh, don't know. Oh, oh no, only three. Huh? Uh share one. Huh? Lumbini, very good. Uh, Lumbini is where the Buddha was born. Yeah, Lumbini Park. Lumbini Park is now in what we call modern-day Nepal. Yeah. In the Buddha's time, there's no Nepal, and there's no India. also yeah, there's only Kapilavastu. There's only uh, Lumbini Park. Uh, there were sixteen states. Yeah, so the birthplace is one of them. The place where he attained enlightenment is one of them. The place where he gave the first teaching is one of them, and then the place where he passed away is one of them. Yeah, Kushinagar is where he passed away. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, the Buddha mentioned about these places, uh, but he didn't make a like fast about it, yeah. In fact, in all the teachings that I read so far, that is the only Sutta where he mentioned, and it was almost like in passing. For three months before he passed away, he went from places to places, and at each place, where a lot of disciples were convened because it has been announced that the Buddha is going to pass away, you know everybody take the opportunity to go and see him for one last time, and a lot of them then followed him along the way. And at each place he gave a summary of whatever he has taught. Yeah. So if you consider the forty things that I mentioned, well, the Buddha teach for forty-five years, right up to the very last day. When one of the wanderers came and want to see him, Venerable Ananda tried to stop the person, and then the Buddha said, Let him come in. Yeah. Then the Buddha told him, I will only teach you in brief. Do not trouble me with too much, you know. I cannot don't have the time to give you too much details. So he just gave him the teachings in brief and he 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 left and then he said that he also attained different fruits of enlightenment. And up to the, his final last breath the Buddha still said, still gave teachings. Yeah? Strive on. Yeah. Strive on. Yeah, so think about it, huh? Mm. so uh, in Buddhism there's no such emphasis then I I thought um, so what should Buddhists do yeah Mm. what should Buddhists do yeah so the the thing about okay finding someone at least once a week to help uh, it's a start Mm. then beyond that you can give yourself uh, every three months. Find something to change. Yeah? Every three months, <clears throat> write down a few things that you would like to improve upon. Yeah, and then find choose one of them to work on. Yeah? So imagine if every three months you change something about yourself. Yeah, you improve something about yourself. So each year you improve four things. Only four things. One year do four things. Just a, a small part by yourself, is it okay? Huh? Cannot la. One year, <laughs> she cannot la. You cannot, cannot. Do mailing, cannot. Huh? mailing, <laughs> Huh? Do both mailing cannot, all <laughs> the mailing cannot. Then change your name. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let's say you try try that, and you fail in half of them. So at least you still change two things, no? And the other thing and the other two things at least you get started then you ask yourself if you do that for your whole life and let's say if you have let's say 40 or 50 more years yeah. and each year you on average you you overcome two things well then you have overcome close to a hundred things in this life yeah and then on top of that maybe if you continue the practice of every week help one person then on average 52% a, a year Wow multiply by 52,000 over person that you help by the time you die huh, you're like quite excited like hey, can't wait to get receive my bonus <laughs> people hey where am I gonna go you steady no problem I'm, I'm ready <laughs> huh? Have you ever heard of those people when they are going to pass away, they know where they are going to go? Uh, they know when they will go and they know where they will be going. Yeah, you can search internet, yeah, there's, there are some testimony of this. Mm. Uh, in Buddhism we say it's possible to practice to the point where you know when you will go and you know where you will go. but before that day let me give you a simpler task know where you'll go tomorrow <laughs> yeah physically know where you'll go tomorrow know where you're gonna go now and mentally try to know where you're going Yeah, and when you're going <laughs> if you are if you're not even sure about where your mind is now yeah. And when you go to a good place, when you go to a bad place, then of course you will not know after this life where we'll go. But if you consistently know, okay, where your mind is headed towards. Even if it's headed towards a unwholesome state, for a start I will tell you it's okay. But you must at least know. And if you at least know then you can start working on it to move away from those conditions that trigger the mind to move in that direction. Uh, then you have a you have then readily over time ah, um, uh, you can improve. Uh, so so this 慈醉, this 慈醉 is referring to uh, again the forsaking the abandoning of buddhichitta uh, this is the most important yeah. other things maybe I mean we are still unenlightened uh, in, uh, uh, but uh, this one is very crucial because if you abandon this, then everything else you may do. But if you don't abandon this, maybe on this particular area you are weak. You uh, you make a mistake, uh, but your heart is still for the benefit of sentient beings. Just now I mentioned about the five precepts. Most people think of five precepts as you no know, nothing to do with Buddhist Atta path. But think about it. If you have the heart, I want to attain Buddhahood. That means in, you are trying to reach the point where you benefit sentient beings, but it is not that only when you attain Buddhahood then you want to benefit sentient beings. It is that now you want to attain, now you want to benefit, but now you cannot benefit yet. So you try to work towards Buddhahood to benefit sentient beings, but the mindset is already must be there already. Buddhist is about you know awakening to benefit. Uh, In that case, then the Bodhisattva, even before attaining enlightenment, (coughs) would observe the five precepts, would not go and harm sentient beings. And that's why among the different practices, the precepts that the Bodhisattva may fail, may transgress. Uh, This this wrongdoing, this failure, this transgression, yeah. The word transgression is often used for precepts. This transgression uh, is most grave, yeah, very heavy. It's the most serious. In the Singh rosen, if this mindset were to arise, that means you were to abandon Buddhicitta, uh, then it would what happened? It would harm the benefit, the welfare of sentient beings. So this is not easy, because <clears throat> uh, this series of texts talk about how uh, how important it is to persist, to have that perseverance, to put in effort, yeah, yeah, uh, to put in the effort to persevere, yeah. Uh, but the fact that it has to keep on highlighting all this is because, Buddhist path is not something trivial, yeah, and it's not easy. Mm, not easy, yeah. So, uh, even though, uh, even if or even though, it is for just one what we call yeah, uh, meaning meaning one moment even if you, you allow that to arise just for one moment zhang uh, this should be referring to uh, uh, the the recipient uh. that means you obstruct the others from uh, cultivating merits yeah? cultivating uh, virtue yin mm. or uh, yeah. why because it it harms the sentient beings benefit yeah if you look at the the English translation this is one part that I find a bit of a conflict uh, because ta. so but then here it says it holds the merit of a bodhisattva mm. so there's a bit of discrepancy so uh So um it stops sentient beings cultivation, yeah, and because it actually destroys the so Yo Tsing, and Zongsen, there's a on top, yeah here Zongsen, yeah. So these two are re- actually referring to the same thing. Yeah uh, many times these two are used together. Yo Chong Sen. So uh usually when we talk about this uh word Chong Sen. So uh, let me share with you all a bit more chim things. <laughs> usually we look at this and we just say, okay, sentient beings, being Don't go into too much detail. But apparently, the word zong the Pali or Sanskrit term is putgala. And the meaning, there's, there's two uh, interpretations to this meaning. One is, that um, the being that go from one birth to another birth to another birth. so uh, another translation is that means repeated grasping so as a result because of the repeated grasping so not just once not just twice but repeated so go through the cycle again and again and again the second meaning for this that we found is uh, in one of texts it says that zhong is referring to wu zhong that means the being that comprises of the five aggregates yeah that grasps onto the five aggregates so they are they they all point to the same thing but the angle is slightly different angle is slightly different so this is the different angles to look at it this can be helpful because otherwise if we just use the word beings or sentient beings, uh, depending on the exposure we have, we may only appreciate it as or just something that uh, this is living. But this is giving that whole context of how sentient beings wander through samsara. Yeah? Wander through samsara. Then, this Yotinga. Yo thing. thing means like, uh, it can feel yeah and only that which has mind can feel yeah that which is sentient can feel and that's why it's translated as sentient being yeah that has mind that which has mind and can that is conscious and can feel yeah. yes
1: so I'm always heard.
0: Plants? I mean,
1: so let's say plankton.
0: Oh, plankton or? Oh. Uh,
1: bacteria.
0: Uh. That sort of thing. I mean, people do ask me these questions. Mm.
1: Uh, I see. People uh, ask you.
0: Uh.
1: I mean, when so you talk about
0: what is the it's a sentient being, so is a bacteria a sentient being? In the Uh So. <clears throat> In one of the in a couple of the teachings, the Buddha is said to have made such a statement. He is said to have raised a a flask or something, and asked the disciples this question: uh, Are there worms inside this? Or he is said to have just declared that there are worms in this flask. But all of them look at hey, it, no no worms. They said no, if you have the psychic vision, if you have the divine vision, you look at it, you will see them. Very interesting. It says that he he can see that there are worms inside. And we are not talking about tapeworms worms uh, that is visible, you know. Yeah. Because it says you must need, you need the psychic vision. So, so far so good. Then in another place he mentioned uh, those disciples. With psychic vision, when you drink water, you must not use your psychic vision to drink water. If you use your psychic vision and drink water, you're committing killing. You cannot use your psychic vision while you're drinking water. (laughs) There's such a a burst, uh, uh, an incident that happened. Why? Because for killing, the karma for killing is there are five factors uh, so there must be a sentient being you must perceive that there's a sentient being and then from there you have a an intent to kill a sentient being and you must put in the effort to kill the sentient being and the sentient being must die and sentient being throughout the all the whole process must be the same one if let's say you see sentient a being a you perceive it as sentient being a and then you throw a stone at it and then he happened to bow down and then hit that sentient being B you killed somebody but you didn't break your precept <laughs> uh, so when we have been our class it is like lawyers you know <laughs> we go through all the different case study for every precept yeah and it is quite intriguing because this discussion these uh, commentaries on the Vinaya uh, is is from way back yeah so there's a lot of uh, analysis and consideration with res- respect to the mind yeah so um, from this if we can assume that um, the Buddha was seeing uh, microbes or bacteria then one would then conclude that those are sentient yeah as to how how sentient is that I also don't know yeah Uh, then if you consider the statement that the Buddha make uh, you should not use psychic vision to drink water and then in that case it's really about that in our perceivable existence in our world I mean, think about it do you all see bacteria on my hand on a day-to-day basis are you aware of the bacteria on your hand most are not la. those who are there's a medical condition for it <laughs> yeah so most people don't consciously like being preoccupied with oh, there's bacteria. How then keep on washing their hands? So those who keep doing this, they, it's a form of I think OCD. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but even then, they may not consciously like know and see that there are bacteria. So it is just the mere knowledge that there's bacteria. Then they get paranoid. Yeah. So it's actually quite different. Uh, actually quite different. Usually when people ask those questions, I mean there are many reasons. Uh, not to be presumptuous which way they are asking. Um, but some are asking genuinely trying to find out the boundaries of the, the principle. Yeah? Because if we say to kill, uh, to abstain from killing, then what about if we were to bathe? Yeah? Think about it, when you the moment you bathe, soap. <laughs> For that matter, you just breathe, <laughs> a lot of things die already. <laughs> yeah? Since the start of the class, do you know how many of these things would have died? Yeah. As to uh, assuming if they are sentient, then how? Yeah. Uh, but in fact, even then, uh, we have not committed killing because as we breathe in and out we're not consciously seeing and being aware <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not isn't it yeah. so even if you compare that you have as you breathe in uh, resulted you know your antibodies a lot of things first of all when you breathe in, you're not consciously thinking of killing but as you breathe in the body Antibodies and whatever the T cells and so on well, if any of them get in, well they'll take care of it, huh? so you' are not directly consciously involved in killing them yeah
1: we are sick antibodies.
0: treat it as medicine. uh. don't think of, don't keep on thinking. I want to kill them. I want to kill them. I want to get well. I want to get well. (laughs) So so just take it as medicine, uh. because even in the Buddha's time, certain medicine will confirm. You know, do that. Yeah. Now, it may sound a bit like. Just, you know finding the loophole uh, legal loophole so when I first heard, heard this part of the teaching right I was like "Wow, interesting huh? was the Buddha teaching his disciples to you know find a loophole to go in but over the years I, I reflected on this and I find that it's not so much about finding a loophole but it's about the fact that karma is planted through that the the what we call uh chitana yeah chitana yeah the intent it's all about your intent the conscious effort yeah the mental effort the conscious volition yeah the volition that drives your body speech and mind there are many functions of our body that just happens without our conscious decision I mean, think about it if we can consciously decide uh, no more cancer, then you just sit down there and focus, and uh, okay, T cells all ready, go. <laughs> right? And then if the cancer cells spread to the limb mode node, then you just, after that, call the limb node, okay, now disintegrate yourself, later re establish. Yeah? Eh? Then you go for a scan. Hey, eh, what happened to your lymph node? Your whole limb node disappeared. Where's your limb node? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cannot, cannot, yeah. So um, I would say that those cases will fall under this category. Yeah. Uh, simply put, my <laughs> uh, my rudimentary understanding, uh, or the way I apply it is uh, the take care of your intent. Yeah, and the rest will fall into place. So Ying Xuan so this um, 而去, yeah the as we were doing translation, then we realized that some of the words that we uh, commonly just use on a day-to-day basis are oh, actually not so easy to translate now. For example, the word "sie." we usually translate as evil yeah yeah. see then but sometimes we say see er, as evil so then why is er? then if you were to translate er as evil then what is see then if both are evil then er, evil evil yeah yeah so the word um, er, if opposed to son uh, the word sun. Is usually translated as wholesome, yeah, wholesome. Usually translated as wholesome. Uh, some texts use the word good. Some texts use the word wholesome. So, some texts even translate as good wholesome, yeah, good and wholesome. The word good, as we were doing translation, we were like good and bad, a bit colloquial, uh. like no, no, seems seems a bit too simple but as we reflected on it and we had a lot of discussion and sometimes even argument then we thought yeah, actually good and bad has a very broad broad meaning and actually can mean quite quite profound things also yeah we say that person is a bad person yeah? yeah, not not enough to say that the person is evil may not be totally evil yet yeah? but it's bad it's not a good thing yeah unwholesome yeah, so you can use it as unwholesome or or bad if you will yeah so here some kind of destination mm. uh, but the word cheap is about how your mind incline towards how your mind leap into yeah not pushed by somebody else but through our own interest, our own intent, we go towards it. In Buddhism, the six realms, the five destination, yeah, the different rebirth, uh, is our own interest, yeah, driven by our own karma, not sent by somebody else. So here, uh, whether you consider it as a bad destination, yeah, or unwholesome destination, basically that destination will result in uh, unpleasantness in pain yeah so the the outcome yeah mm. such outcome or oh, there's no no boundaries to it uh. mm. no boundaries to it Ooh huh? What? What is what? Oh sorry I drama. Huio oh. mm-hmm. So the first verse of the first part of this verse 10 uh, so if a Buddhist or if a person were to destroy the uh, the happiness uh, of one sentient being then your own self your own body uh, you yourself will be will face ruin her Quananghuiing Quang so so far we keep seeing these few verses oh, if you harm sentient beings, then how horrible And here it extends even further Quananghuiing yeah. for even more so. Yeah, if you consider if a person if a person just harm one person, yeah, if one were to harm one single person, then you yourself will be will come to ruins, yeah, will be harmed. Then, what if you were to harm uh, the the happiness of sentient beings? That that goes uh, goes boundlessly yeah to what end to the end of the boundaries of this space the space jing kong ji this shikong yeah, how far is the empty space Wow, almost like boundless now imagine if that is a bound okay that much sentient beings why because in fact, this line here uh, tells of how great the bodhisattva vow is. Uh, yeah, that the bodhisattva vow is uh, meant to bring much happiness. Yeah. Meant to bring much happiness to sentient beings, so if a Buddhist arhat were to forsake the vow, then no more hope. <laughs> yeah, no more hope. Mm. 固然醉堕立 to obey the ah for a long time in other words, for a long time, yeah, wasting, wasting. Huh?
1: wasting.
0: Huh? wasted or
1: wisdom?
0: Wasted, huh? wasted, wasted, huh? Ah, okay, 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 <laughs> so, you learn from me, I learn from you also. So, I haven't, you haven't learned much. You have <laughs> Don't get it. Okay.
1: very
0: hard. Very hard. Look at your Chinese one. Your English translation not according to your English translation. Sometimes. Ah? Some. You
1: I noticed
0: the translation yeah oh you mean the one I say out, uh, yeah. yeah 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 it's not always the same yeah it's not always the same yeah like uh... But sometimes you must know that the the translation is an art, huh? <laughs> less of a science than art. Like uh, the way we express it may be slightly different because of our exposure to the different texts. Uh, but the key thing is it, whether the the essence itself point the same direction. Oh, yeah.
1: Is this the English translation translated from Tibetan or from Sanskrit?
0: This one should be from the English one should be from, uh, Tibetan. Tibetan and
1: Chinese. Yeah.
0: One? Uh, from what I know, this particular version is also from Tibetan. Right. Yeah, because this is actually from Tibet. Yeah. So I don't. I doubt they wrote it in Sanskrit. Uh, no, not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Uh, Venerable Santideva. Mm. Mm. Let me go and check whether he 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 first composed this in Sanskrit. Yeah, or was it actually in uh, Tibetan? Do you yeah. The meaning this? Huh? Uh, <laughs> like no. That. That no meaning. Oh, but. What what I say got meaning <laughs> or not? <laughs> oh don't let <laughs> the reply <to> <laughs> I think sometimes the description
1: is in silent reference to say what is a qua, which is not very uh, apparent. And sometimes the first line is linked to the fourth line. Then oh. they oh. the tricky oh. if you just read it the appears
0: no meaning. Uh. Next one, let's put it here at the start. Yeah, so um, uh, what Eng Lui pointed out, sometimes the first line uh, is actually referring to the fourth line. Uh, uh, we actually encounter this in our trans when we do translation also. Yeah, because of the way uh, English and Chinese many times is to bale. The the subject and the object and the certain Words, the verbs, yeah. Uh, when you, if you just do a literal translation, then every line for a line, sometimes when you read it, it becomes very obtuse, yeah. Uh, it doesn't flow. Uh huh. Uh huh. yeah I must I must say some I must say something for the truck yes a bit post a bit poetic yeah so I must speak for the translator also yeah this is not translated by me but I don't know this person also this Rinpoche I don't know him but I must say something for him also because having done translation myself I know how difficult it is uh. For me when you listen to my explanation if you if you find that it's not easy to understand then i go be (laughs) so but at least you can ask question yeah then i can clarify and as i explain you notice that i read one time then after i read a second time and i i give a a more or less uh, brief explanation yeah translation then after that i explain it further yeah for translation they don't have such a luxury of writing all that chunk in yeah unless it's a commentary on the commentary yeah so usually if you just read the translation directly uh, that's that challenge you know? yeah.
1: Zufu, can I try my own uh, explanation of uh, Clause 10 okay it, can. It's like, uh, you're saying it it's doesn't make much meaning right so the way I really am listening that if a bodhisattva were to destroy one being's happiness, right, maybe by not helping that being, that bodhisattva's life would be real. Yeah, his life would be ruined. Uh, can you imagine if many beings' happiness are are brought to a standstill or destroyed? Like this, like this. Then, one uh, need is there to speak of this is almost like saying, uh, you can't imagine how worse uh, the to was life would be. There's no need to talk about how bad it is. So so if I really like this, then it adds something. Is that right? Am I on the right track? Yes, yes. But it is difficult, isn't it? Uh. Just for general reading. You know? <coughs> Yes. Why don't you translate the English? <laughs> What if <laughs> uh? what if you do not include the Chinese explanation? Just try to explain it from the English, English one. Yeah, would it be as effective? Definitely not. is
0: it? I I would personally find that it's not so effective because certain nuances. Uh, because uh, uh, I okay, first first and foremost, uh, for myself, I, I don't have the notion that uh, the teachings must be represented in a particular language to have the depth breadth, and depth so I'm all for doing translation which is why I, I myself try to do it uh, but for example certain words like you yeah the word you uh, and then the word just now where's that Johnson yeah so Many times, Yosing and zhongshen is just translated as sentient being. So, if you were to then uh, use the word sentient being, uh, you only explain one thing. But if you go back to the original word, but in fact, in Sanskrit, there are two different words talking about the same thing. Uh, but it is about the different emphasis. Yeah. So, if we were to just look at the right side, right? And don't just don't talk about the left side at all. Uh, some of these subtleties is lost in translation. <laughs> so so in, in in this
1: case, this uh, book
0: uh
1: doesn't understand Chinese at all. Uh uh. What you can get from this is quite
0: superficial. I, I wouldn't say that also <laughs> like if you're trying uh, to read the yeah, explanation yeah. by the rim
1: Rubochain, uh very uh. often it doesn't seem to be able to explain uh as well as
0: you ah, <laughs> <laughs> And you are able to explain better
1: because of the Chinese translation.
0: Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. It's helpful to have that Chinese text. Yeah. But it's also because I must also attribute, attribute it to the way my teacher teaches. He's very detailed. So and because of the exposure to his teaching, so I have a lot of other text to to pull in to give you that breath. And death yeah. because if someone were to explain the Chinese text alone also right they it, like one line okay well, five minute count him next also can yeah so uh, I mean I, I really don't know who to know this Rinpoche this person yeah, uh, but I believe he he has he, he tried to give them that, that uh, breath to it as well or would you prefer if I just take out the right side? <laughs> yeah.
1: If you take out the right side, those non Chinese literate people have big problem. Mm. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah. at least at least with the right side to give some with whatever little I I can understand your translation of the Chinese version. Yeah. At least I can try to Map things right, out. Right? Again,
0: yeah. ah, so it still serve a purpose? lah. No.
1: <laughs> the seat that we plant is very small. Ah? The seed that we
0: plant is very small. Yeah. Because
1: we don't quite understand.
0: Ah don't quite understand. <laughs> 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 you know, last time when I was in primary school, I really hated Chinese, you know. But oh, your yeah,
1: Chinese is superb. No,
0: no, 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 no. I, and I say this not because I'm humble. I'm not humble about things. You're, my mom will tell you I'm not, I'm not humble, but yeah. But I will tell you, my Chinese is not good. Yeah, I remember a conversation I had with my mom when I was younger. I really detest studying Chinese. Yeah, it was just so difficult, and it was the only only subject in primary school that my mom would uh, take the time to cut. You know, last time, I don't know about now, but last time, at the middle of the back, there will be a few pages of the Chinese homework exercise. You know, wow, and she's super diligent. Yeah, she will cut it out and then insist that I must do it. All that, wow, all other homework I finish it in school. Yeah, still stuck with this. Ah, wow, really dread. Like, uh, just kill me already <laughs> like you know i will not play with toys for a week just don't ask me so at some point my mom actually told me this like this <laughs> is you know you're you chinese if you don't study chinese then why are you going to study yeah and and then she she gave me a counter proposition she said if you don't study, if you don't want to study, ask your principal to let you study Malaya. Of course, in my time, I, there's no such option anymore. But in that time, they can, you know. So you know why I said? Okay, okay. <laughs> of course, now when I think back, uh, I'm very grateful to my mom for her insistence. Yeah. Supposedly supposedly yeah. Uh, we have been trying to be bilingual Yeah, I would say that when I was younger I was bilingual Hokkien and English
1: <laughs>
0: and then eh. count Hokkien, no. why, why you how cannot come but Hokkien is a language it's a spoken language it's a dialect okay, yeah. <laughs> <not talking. laughs> okay, you yeah 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 so Um, my point to y'all is that um, I uh, don't 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 beat yourself over the fact that uh, for whatever reason we didn't study enough Chinese and learn enough Mandarin or whatever Uh, because after primary school in secondary school oh I really suffered also then in secondary school you know what happened uh, I was having a conversation with uh, with a classmate in in the class then we we're talking about uh, how st- wah, studying Chinese is a nightmare then the math teacher because I was staying quite in front math teacher over here and I say what to why you yeah because last time a lot of the uh, in my time a lot of the teachers are actually from the Chinese at school yeah, but after the, the government roll it out right actually it's a struggle for a lot of them because can you imagine they teach they teach a in Chinese or no? then suddenly they have to teach in English <laughs> or wow, so their English is also stale <laughs> very funny <yeah. laughs> but they are very good in maths so this maths teacher don't know why she's so cute la. she go and tell them English the Chinese teacher no maybe from her point of view she's, she mean well but that was not the best thing to do because the, the 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 chinese teacher got so upset when it was her class right she came in and first thing she did was confront me i mean i don't know whether i would do it if i'm the teacher but i always think that i mean come on it's a kid don't know sec 2 i think or was sec 2 or sec 1 like you're going to get upset over what a, a kid say with his friends like come on be more adult about it. <laughs> but at that age, when she confronted me, oh, I was not someone to just, you know, like, keke, siam a bit. I, I just looked at her and said, Sir, sir, i Wow, it's a <monk."> lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really. <laughs> I said, You want to challenge me, confront me? I will admit it. Yes, I said it. So, like, I mean, I didn't say solar, but I was like, shit, like, okay, yes, I said it. Suji <laughs> Farzad. Yeah, it's just my thought, but she asked me to go out to stand. Poo uh, oh, ear is nothing. When I was in primary school, can I slap? Ah? <laughs> can I slap the zuoye bu? Can I chun out fourth floor? <laughs> you have to go down and then collect it up and run up. So <laughs> no, like, only one side.
1: Yeah. So
0: key, no Can. Go, tan, Can. Yeah. The Chinese, the no don't, don't say it in this way as though it's a racial thing, uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Chinese no, the Chinese teacher came Malay Boy. boy. Yeah, but don't say Chinese skin Malay, otherwise, you'll start World War three. you know. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it not that? It that it was a Malay boy that's why he was kid. <laughs> Then you put, well, you're very good, you can go well and become a journalist, <laughs> Sense it, but only for tabloid. Eh? Cannot write for the big papers. Okay, but the point is, despite all this, so when uh why is it that for me it was it was just so difficult simply put in school every single subject in secondary school, nine subjects, eight of them are all in English, only one only one you know sitting like chili you know I can remember almost all the two you know last time. There was this story about it that... that... like a yeah, and last time the 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 text right a lot of them has Buddhist story inside you know the the tiia <laughs> have you heard about it? Give you the short version the there was this whale Ting Yui is whale, but was very proud not not the goldfish' <laughs> 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 it's a big one <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you carry fire. <laughs> Yeah, is or rather, luckily I say <laughs> I give the translation. So he was very proud and he was like, "Oh, I'm so big." So then um, I think one of the fishermen told him, "No, you are not the biggest." "No, I'm the biggest. I'm the tallest. I'm the you know." Then the fisherman said, "No, no, no. In the in the island, there's one Buddha that is bigger than you." So actually, this story is I think from Japan so the picture is the Daibutsu Butsu, Dai buddha in in the in japan da fu siang uh, uh, greenish bronze buddha very beautiful very majestic so the thing was like hmm i will go and challenge the buddha <laughs> what but of course when we read the text you never go and think how does the will come up on land and walk over all the way there you know so in the story it's very cute oh then go and see the buddha Oh, quite big, uh. so stood up, tiptoe. Mm-hmm. I'm not going <laughs> I'm比 Then, satisfied, then he went off. Then the picture shows the so the Buddha just smiled and then watched the wheel go off into the ocean and then just commented, I have not stand up yet. Very interesting story. But as interesting as it is, yeah, it's amazing that I can still remember this story. But at that point in time, it was really quite a nightmare. Because it was the only subject that it requires Chinese and after that there's no chance to use it. You know? You think the MRT, no 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 okay that's Chinese announcement. But in Singapore it's very hard to find anything Chinese unless you really look up for it. Yeah, so all the way I did like, JC one I still owe one Ying one I don't know how I got away from it. By the time I entered when I got into university I was like, wow, good grief you know no no more Chinese so for the longest time since then even the, my colleagues my peers most of them were English speaking yeah so harder and harder to have any opportunities to use Chinese or Mandarin yeah, until uh, well the funny thing is that as much as I'm quite poor in Chinese I was able to listen and speak Okay, so I would attend talks in in uh, Chinese, the the Mandarin talks, because there wasn't much English talks, but I would read English texts. Yeah, so as a result, I would read many of the books uh, that was written by uh, Theravada lineage. Yeah, then I will attend classes uh, or talks under the Chinese Mahana lineage. Then in the late 80s early 90s uh, tibetan buddhism entered buddhism singapore then we started to have dharma talks in english and that's where my exposure to tibetan buddhism in both the reading and listening uh, started then eventually (laughs) i i end up ordaining under a chinese master from northeast china so my mother was always like so many masters in Singapore why are you going to choose all the way there and then someone go and choose Chinese, Chinese monk Chinese master the only two English words I heard from him was yes and no in and in America and he, he went to US in 1973 the year I was born so I, I always have this romantic idea that maybe I was supposed to be born there but I got confused by the Singaporeans in Singapore. Because where he went to was, I think, LA, San Francisco, LA. So a lot of Chinese there. And then they speak English, ma'am. So maybe I got confused. Singaporean Chinese also speak English. So went to the wrong place. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah. What attracted you to For one, uh, his emphasis on two things teachings and meditation. And then the, 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 the... It is not just that he don't touch on chanting, but he explicitly highlighted this. Yeah, that while chanting is not a bad thing, but if you just do chanting, that's not sufficient. I was like, why? <laughs> so in the, in the monastery, uh, we don't do much chanting. Yeah, we don't do much chanting. Every morning we just do about fifteen minutes of chanting. Yeah. Seven times uh great compassionate mantra, then three refuge, that's it. Then we meditate for one and a half hours. Yeah. And in the evening the same thing. It was only at the later stage that he allowed the because the the nuns came on requesting, requesting that okay la okay la chanda chan Then in the evening we had the army toting. Before that it was the same just seven times seven times counting and then in the morning for half an hour we would read the Diamond Sutra yeah half an hour 25 minutes read the Diamond Sutra so when I first went to the retreat they were doing that and when I look at the the, the schedule what's wow, a Diamond Sutra you know my my brush with Diamond Sutra in secondary school my mom would play Diamond Sutra every single day she would put in a tape Song zing When I he just hear the bell uh, before the even chanting start I'm like the monkey god you know Sung Wah like want to go crazy gung poor polo meeting a eh? How do they start 啊? how do they start Jing。Oh, they they they, they chant the persistence for first la, or, or something then after 如是我闻, and then with all the full orchestra you know the whole full on you know for okay. yeah. was a nightmare for me man <laughs> So when I went to US, you asked why why asked me what drama The first initially I saw the saw on the on the timetable half an hour, I thought, wow. So, so first day went to the hall after the sitting. Eh? I was like in anticipation. What should I do? Run away or what? <laughs> then I sit there, then everybody finish out, you know, then after that, see eh? I see them just flipping the the page. I said, like, eh? What should I be doing? <laughs> <laughs> then they told me, no, two way, oh okay. Then later on, one senior monk even brought me the English translation to oh, read, okay, no problem, read. <laughs> so for me it was that connection in that way. Uh, but uh his his teachings, his explanation of the teachings uh touched me. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, even before I met him, I I, w- I just cannot connect with the traditional Chinese approach. Just keep chanting, 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 I, I just uh, it just doesn't uh, do much for me. Although I must say that there was one encounter where it because I couldn't connect. So when they were chanting the the Amituo Jing, halfway through I I I was lost already. By the time they reached the Dong Fang Si Jia Yu, Shimmy Sanford, Wu Lang Singing, whatever, wow, i I gone already. So I decided, okay, I'll go back to the earlier part where I'm lost. Then I just read. Ru Shi Wu, uh, how soon is the scene Uh, Yi Shi Wu, Zai, Sha, 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 bi oh, okay never mind. Skip. This this really how I read last time, <laughs> no. So I oh do, 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 do then how before I even reach the, the and 花呢, then already gone no. They finished <laughs> Before I even reach the lotus la, the trees and canopies, they, I before I reach that they finished chanting. But even though I just covered the first part, the very opening oh it gave me so much joy you know i was like wow finally i know what i'm, I'm chanting because all the while you're just rushing through it oh <laughs> so despite my li- limited chinese and that was when i was a lay person despite my limited chinese at that point in time and that, that was literally what happened <laughs> i could sort of make out that okay this is about the Buddha at some place. I don't know what that place is, but some place. And then there were some 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 guys there, some monks and some of the disciples, and then oh the Buddha was saying this. So I thought, like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, there's something to, to figure out from here. You know? Yeah, to me that was the that was a very important puja session. Yeah. And thinking back, thinking back. Um, if I had not persisted to attend all the other ones, I wouldn't have had that experience. Yeah, And perhaps, precisely because my Chinese was not good enough, that's why it happened, you know. If my Chinese was good like the rest, you would just read through without really much thinking. Yeah. So maybe it was a good thing that my Chinese was not good enough. Uh, but the real learning came when I was in the US. Yeah. Uh, my teacher... I, I told my teacher honestly before i audit, i told him uh yeah i want to audit but i must tell you first uh, i mean say i said in it in mandarin uh, i told him my chinese is not so good then he asked like what is my educational level i said university then he said then he looked at me like because he may not realize that in singapore you know you can have f9 and still go to university i didn't get f9 i got c6 <laughs> but still that's really bad la. because in singapore even if you get a our standard is like the c or d in earlier really, honestly our standard is is really scaled down really toned down mm. i mean recent years they even allow people to write answer in honey right when i saw that even i was like well, why is this <laughs> yeah, so it took a lot of hard work. Yeah, but still I wouldn't say my Chinese is good. I mean sometimes I admit to you uh it me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but those words that is more common in the sutra I I don't know because I only really it's a difficult thing for me, so I cannot possibly still read sutra, still go and read the uh, newspaper. No. Yeah, so my vocab is very limited. I only know the vocab from the sutras. <laughs> yeah. So like some words well, for most people very chim, but I would know because it's it's not so commonly used in day to day speech. Yeah. But used in the sutra. Uh, but very common words are not so certain also. Yeah, especially if it's in Tizu, uh Tahrons or huh. Which one which one? Number six Uh
1: how can I expect a happy
0: destiny he let the beings to the highest place and then he them in them and then let them down. This is Yeah, no, it's not that it's not saying that bodhisattvas is not good. But if if a bodhisattva were to um, request uh, sentient beings yeah to 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 the highest bliss I'm gonna just read it uh, because you are reading it yeah if a bodhisattva were to uh, summon wandering beings referring to sentient beings who wander from life to life through samsara and summon them to the highest place. In other words, to attain enlightenment. Uh, but in the end, we we were to deceive them, yeah, by letting them down. Then, you already is bad enough that they are wandering around. Then you you invite them to say, "Hey, come, 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 good things happening, come." But in the end, eh, nothing. Uh, so then you look at the first line how can I expect a happy destination yeah. if I do this how can I expect a happy destination like this Yeah. so sometimes in translation we we put the the question in front sometimes we put it behind and I can appreciate this because when we do the translation sometimes we try our best where possible to do a line-to-line translation but many times when we after we do the first cut we review many times like the current one that we are translating from 2012 to 2015 the first draft was in 2015 then we translated other text so two years later we are still doing a third or fourth round of review yeah then we find that eh, this whole section if we were to shift the the question in front eh, it would flow better yeah and the aim is for people to understand better, yeah. But sometimes the way he do it may be a bit uh, for some people a bit obtuse, lah, yeah. Oh. Mm. But f- after uh, from what I just explained to you of this the English text, can you understand what it means? Can I appreciate? No, no, I can appreciate. can I understand a bit, huh? Okay. okay. I say. Okay. Ah.
1: Just curious, also, ah. is the Tibetan version also come with four liners?
0: Uh, I would presume so. Yeah, I would presume so. Yes. Uh, but the number of characters may not be one to one like that. Uh, uh, Chinese, when we do the translation, when it's verse form, right, we tend to want to keep it in a fixed number of characters. Yeah. As I've shared, shared with you all the other time, seven. there's the seven character one. Uh, oh, so, uh, different translators and in different era, they adopt that. Uh, recently, there was someone who, uh, a French student, I teach in the French school, so he's very interested. He went to other places, then he took a picture of these four characters. Yeah. Did I share with you all? No. So these four characters. And then he showed me and he asked me, "What is the meaning? Yeah, Yongji, uh, what name? Ming. 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 So when I look at it, uh, I told him, "Well, this is not from re- from ancient times." Then he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not. This the whole place looks very new." But do you know why Sefu look at it? I mean, I say the never say Sefu, because over there not Sufu, <laughs> just a lecturer. So I told him because in Chinese um, calligraphy, when it's carved down, it's usually from left to right. Yeah, but then when you read left right, that the meaning is all over the place. So it's actually from right to left and up to down, and. Uh, in inscriptions and Chinese calligraphy, except for seals, you almost never have it layered out in a square. Yeah, almost never. Yeah, so it's usually in a form that is like that. This format um, has its roots. It is said that it has its roots from the bamboo strips that they use for writing initially, yeah, or for the carving. In any way, case it evolved in this way from uh, up to down, then right to left. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the yeah it, it takes time to be ex- exposed to appreciate all this. So uh, for me now, I, I I I I mean, this these two are separated. Uh, I took time to put it together, yeah, because I find that the Chinese text. Uh, that's this. <laughs> mm. Okay, so okay, see, she can count up, Is it? Oh. Oh. yes, in the story. Well, you remember the story, huh?
1: <laughs> uh. ah. Ah
0: you are so scared oh risk risk cost route is it the lying the 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 lying Buddha the one that's lying Lying down and the big one one. Mm. okay so uh, today is the 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 last day for this term uh, we we'll have a two-week break do do uh, register with the counter for the next uh, series so each segment will be 10 weeks 10 weeks uh, then we can have a, a breather <coughs> feel free to text me if you have any questions about the text yeah uh, even during the the term itself uh, And uh, so try out the exercise uh, uh, Do a reflection both from last week and then this week's exercise. Ask yourself uh, if there are 40 things that you can do. Maybe one time thing, but forty things is a lot. Uh, Then you ask yourself, what do you want to do for this year? Yeah? Uh, It's already coming to the end of March. The first quarter is almost over. So 25% of the year is almost used up. And uh, it is effectively. The our past merit, yeah, our past merit is is using up. Yeah, so, what do we want to do with uh, the rest of our past merit? Huh? Mm. So, uh, i'd like to take the opportunity to thank uh, Bhante Damaratana and the Buddhist Library for giving us the condition to learn together this commentary. Yuan